0: And so I quit altogether. A month later, I missed it so much and was going to regret it. And I called the blind coach myself without even talking to my parents. Just called him out of the blue. And he gave me a scholarship without ever seeing me play. I've learned that personal training is more about the person as a whole, like as far as their heart and their character and what's going on in their life, not necessarily um, always about if they're losing weight or reaching their goal Um, because I've built some really good friendships and relationships um, and it hasn't been all about just like I want to get this strong and I want to lose this much weight.
1: Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host Charlie Lima. I have Shelby Dixon on the podcast today. Shelby has been a personal trainer here at BoomFit for the last couple of years and now she has moved on and is living in Colorado and you get to hear her story today on the podcast. It's very inspiring, and you're gonna love learning more about her. Enjoy.
0: My name is Shelby Dixon. I'm 25 years old. I've been a personal trainer here at BoomFit um, since I graduated from UT Arlington, Um, so that would have been April 2015. But I started at the gym that January, just kind of getting to know everyone, and now I well, I was working at the hospital, but now I'm moving to Colorado. So this is a very
1: <laughs> bittersweet time of your life. And for obviously us, more bitter than sweet. Yes. But, um, you know, thank you for... I know you're super busy this week and I'm uh, moving this Saturday. Um, we won't talk about that but um, I do want to kind of talk about your fitness journey I want to talk about you and just kind of how you got to where you are and uh, a lot of people at the gym maybe don't know you know your story or kind of even all about you playing volleyball at UT Arlington and even your more recent higher uh, job at Scott and white. So let's start like where where do, would you say for you athletics became? Something like were you a very athletic kid or has volleyball always been in your life?
0: So volleyball, not volleyball specifically, but my parents actually put us in like the little when you're four years old soccer. So we ran back and forth with co-ed soccer and then we did T ball and dance like we were involved in a lot so we started off um, pretty active. I went from soccer to competitive soccer to dance. Did dance competitively for like 10 years. And my dad always says, thank goodness we switched to sports because you did not enjoy the recitals. <laughs> um, but then I moved to volleyball in seventh grade. Um, I was a little bit behind and was actually really terrible. I couldn't even get the ball over the net. Um, but just kept working at, working at it and then did club volleyball throughout and then ended up at Blinn my freshman year of college. I was supposed to go to UTA my very first year, uh, Division One right out of the bat, but I got really burned out in my last season. And then I moved into UT Arlington with a coach that I've known for years. She did camps and stuff for us. So uh, volleyball has been great. We had a pretty intense workout regimen there. So I was familiar with, and I did strength and conditioning camps. Seventh grade on, like every summer. Um, I had a best friend on my team that her dad works at AM and he was a strength and conditioning coach there, so he did a special camp for us every summer. So I learned things like Olympic lifting and, you know, sprints and waking up early and running in the rain and in the cold. So we did that stuff a lot. Um, And I think that's why transferring over into CrossFit, it was just nice to have something that challenged you in a different way with all the skills as far as gymnastics and...
1: So tell me that senior year of high school when you thought you didn't want to play anymore. I guess it was at the summer?
0: That was... Yeah. Um, so volleyball's mm-hmm. in the fall. So oh, okay. it would have been kind of like spring. November, December. Okay. Yeah, or, so okay. spring I sat out volleyball. And that's like whenever... Of your
1: senior year.
0: I told... Uh, UTA, no, like just got rid of the scholarship offer altogether. So what,
1: you know, you're older now, so looking back, like what exactly, why did that, why did you feel that way?
0: Um, I really think it was just burnout. I wanted to just be a student, uh, cause we, we miss out. I mean, when you're playing volleyball in high school, it's a lot more intense than you think with club ball cause you play, so you play school ball all through fall and then club ball literally starts in December. You have tryouts and everything. You maybe get Christmas break off and then you start again. But club ball, you travel every weekend, so you miss every party, every family event. You miss Easter every year. Um, and then you go all the way into the summer for if you make it to Junior Olympics and you're practicing like hours each day. And then you hit August, so you only get a few weeks in between club ball and school ball starting again.
1: So you just had enough of all of it.
0: Yeah, so you're just constantly going, you're never home, you're studying, you're in high school and you're already staying up till like 1am to study and do schoolwork, and
1: so it's crazy. How did how did it hit you when you changed your mind that you wanted to play again? What did, like what was that day like, or what was that moment like?
0: Um, I don't really remember, it seems like it was a long time ago, but... I just knew that I really loved the sport. I guess I was realizing I loved it more than I thought I did. And just being active and being a part of something more than just school. And it's it's more of a discipline thing too, like having a schedule and having things to do and I like to just, Mm -hmm. I can't sit around very well. What
1: was the highest level of competition in set in that earlier time of your life that you took it? Did y'all go to state? Did you have, you said junior Olympics, like,
0: so it would have been club ball, which is national junior Olympics. You have to qualify. So you go to probably, we went to two, um, out of state qualifiers and then one in state. And so there are hundreds of volleyball teams like trying to get to this thing. And you have to get like first or second place at the, the qualifiers to move on and so getting a junior olympics is a pretty difficult um but that's the highest level we played at in high school
1: wow and in college blend for that first year how did y'all do
0: so my first year there um i don't remember much about it we were okay my second year we went 38 no we didn't lose a single game. that was game. at ut arlington this is at Blinn.
1: oh this is at Blinn. okay we
0: didn't lose a single game that year and so we won the the uh, JUCO national championship.
1: Wow! And so we
0: have a really big ring that says thirty eight and O. It's impossible. I don't know how we like. It was just awesome.
1: Wow! Yeah, it was great. Did y'all just have an awesome team? Was it coach awesome? Was it just like what would you attribute that type of success to?
0: So it was a mix. Uh, we had really good players, but the coach was all about our characters and personalities fitting together. And if we weren't playing as a team in practice, he would end practice and or make us run. He's like, if you guys are being selfish and you're not getting the set you need, or you're not getting the pass you need, like then you need to be you actually need to be putting more work in and working as a team and so he would just end it for the day if we weren't doing well you're not like you don't feel good about practice being over whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. So he was um, I contribute that to him, just keeping us in line with focusing on each other, not ourselves. So it was a lot different of experience. Did you learn a, a
1: lot that from that coach?
0: I did. I learned a lot more of the um, selfless way to play volleyball. I think is what I would say. And look at that, 38-0. 38-0.
1: Well, so at that is when you transferred to UTA after that season.
0: And then you have to, because blends only in two years. Oh, year. that's right. And so I transferred, um, it it was nice going to UTA because I could transfer January. So I could spend all of the off season trying to earn my spot and not miss a season. So that's why I transferred to UTA. And I knew Diane, she was someone that came and did all of our volleyball camps. And so I knew her system and I liked her. I knew she was tough as nails and man did we get ripped every day. But she taught us the mental game of volleyball. Um, I learned so much from her.
1: And how, like, was it a very much challenging schedule that you had to follow? Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we would have, like, 5, 6 a.m., like, run on the field. Doesn't matter if it was raining. Doesn't matter if it was freezing cold. Like, we were out there running. And that was twice a week. This is in season, though. It's different when you're in season and off season. So in season, we'd run twice a week, practice every day from, like, 3 to 6 and if, if we weren't playing a game and then you traveled. my first year, i missed school Wednesday through Sunday, like a lot of the time because we were flying to different, we'd fly to a state play, fly the next day to a different state play again, then fly home. And then wow. on like, we're missing tests in between there and we would take tests on the road. Our um, trainer was a like licensed practitioner. So we took a lot of tests in hotel rooms
1: <laughs> were you, so what conference or what division were you? In? Um,
0: my first year there, we were in the WAC. And then my last year, last year, we were in the Sunbelt. Okay. And they're still in the Sunbelt. Um, but we also have like our own um, strength and conditioning coach. So we did that every day before practice. And then we'd go into three hours of practice.
1: Were you, so working out was, you were pretty hardcore and then in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the Olympic lifts and things like that, conditioning. Yeah, so
0: we did like, we did. Um, power cleans, a little bit of snatch and like jerks, but a lot of jumping, like we had a vertec, and a lot of explosive movements and then your functional ones like squat and bench and pull mm-hmm. ups and things like that. So
1: man, sounds like, do you miss it a little bit?
0: I do actually miss a lot. Yeah. Um, just because I really just miss the games yeah, and like the introductions and then playing. It's just a good feeling to play as a team and win as a team. So
1: so you got a degree in exercise science
0: mm-hmm. exercise science.
1: And so at, when you finished school like how did you decide to be a trainer how did you decide you wanted to get into fitness?
0: Well, um, I actually did the exercise science route to do physical therapy school but I that was just something I kind of picked. Um, I didn't really I did an internship and I enjoyed helping people but I didn't really enjoy. I didn't want to go back to school.
1: Mm -hmm. And so
0: I came back to College Station because it's where I'm from. And my family's here. And I just really didn't know what I wanted to do. And it was kind of a connection that was unexpected just with Gary calling Mm -hmm. you. And my mom works for him. Um, But I just knew that I wanted to be in something that's active. I didn't want to sit behind a desk. And uh, I wanted to do something that helped others. So that's just kind of how I fell into it.
1: Yeah, and it seems like almost like this just open the door for, or, or not just this gym, but just this moving back to College Station, opened the door for some other opportunities like coaching at Brazos Christian mm-hmm. uh, and then doing the club, or Allen Academy. Where did, or you first, you coached I, at I Allen. did
0: Allen just as kind of a, I just kind of assisted there. And then I moved into Brazos Christian where I met Andy Bell. He's awesome, like a mm-hmm. great director. Um, and enjoyed coaching them as head coach. Uh, that was really fun. And then club ball, which I don't do that anymore, but, um, yeah, coached a little bit.
1: Yeah, and then that kind of led to that Scott and White position.
0: Yes, that is actually a volleyball connection, too. Her daughter, um, I played with her daughter, and she told me about the opening, Um, a lady that works there, so... funny sports world helps a lot yeah
1: so what have you learned you know now you've been out of college for what two little over two years or somewhere around there since
0: 2014 yeah yeah so
1: now you're I mean and you've kind of dabbled in some different you know you've coached a little bit you've done some training you kind of did the scott and white health and wellness corporate Mm -hmm. like what is it now like what do you feel is like your passion in terms of like what you want to do
0: I honestly think I'm still kind of figuring that out mm-hmm. um, I think the only thing I've really truly learned is that I want to be in an industry or have a position where I'm actually like serving others that's the only thing I know of mm-hmm. like I don't know if it's in fitness or anything else but yeah, that's the only thing I've really people. found yeah. yeah and I want to be in a position where I'm it's interactive mm-hmm. you know like I can get to know people or, you know, lots of that.
1: Yeah. So let's now talk about, like, workouts and how they change. Like, you started CrossFit, and I remember... (laughs) <laughs> and you were—I uh, mean, you came on. I think it was in the middle of the opener, right before the open. It's right before the open. And then you ended up doing like the last workout, which was like that—that that rowing and thruster workout—and mm-hmm. just destroyed it. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" This well, goes- I got lucky. It was all legs. <laughs> but talk about just your CrossFit journey, kind of like from starting to where it is now
0: well I'm not gonna lie like even though I've worked out a ton before that it was intimidating because CrossFit kind of like I think it's better now but it had kind of a negative name just like people get injured and you do all these crazy things and I just you know I tried it because I wanted to work here And that very first day was 50 burpees to plate or something I think that's what it was which isn't really like most people know what a burpee is and know how to do a burpee, but I died. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just really love it because it's challenging. And the first day we did pull-ups, I couldn't do pull-ups. And just to see how you, you learn a lot mentally too, like just how to be tough and push yourself and strategize. And like, it's okay to be bad at this workout, just do it and you'll get better. So I like the challenge of CrossFit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you have just been a great example of somebody who, I mean you just can been con, very consistent and you're very competitive like you <laughs> Internally. Uh, inter, yeah I know that's right I mean and and you have gotten exponentially better at the sport you Thank know you. so what uh, what has been some of the most frustrating times I think in your CrossFit journey would be a good question and then what are some of the things that you hope to a- accomplish
0: Well that first open I did not like being last a lot of the time. and uh, most frustrating is uh, gymnastics stuff, and that's really just a fear of like a lot of things because you don't do that stuff normally. So like being upside down, handstand push-ups, don't like that at all. But just really trusting coaches and pushing yourself to just try it, I think you just got to try it. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Don't hold yourself back. You never know if you can or can't do it. Um, same thing with pull-ups or bar muscle-ups. Those things are really fun. You start to learn them. I used to be scared of them and avoid them completely. Like, sometimes I wouldn't even come to that workout.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so I think just, uh, I just started trying things, and it's actually more fun now. But listening to coaches, trusting the coaches, like, they're going to lead you in the right direction and help you get better. So
1: So what do you hope, like, what are some things that you really want to get, like, in the next six to 12 months that you're hoping to accomplish in CrossFit
0: Uh, right now my focus is just I want to be consistent in bar muscle ups like just being able to hop up there and do them because now it's like randomly one day I'll get them today I got them but tomorrow I won't get them so it's (laughs) like just being able to hop up there and maybe string a few together that's my and then being more comfortable in handstand push-ups those are two things
1: but you've come a long way like that yeah uh, I'll never forget that open it was there's a picture of Alicia like
0: yelling yeah at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think I mean you got to the handstand it was the repeat workout yeah and mm-hmm. what so that was 16.4 which was 17.4
0: mm-hmm.
1: what was the difference in those two because you did a lot better right
0: I think I got like actually, 13 handstand push-ups yeah, 12 or 13 something like that
1: compared to one or none or
0: Um, I don't know because I didn't work on them. I'll be, I'll be honest.
1: So for somebody like you, who's kind of this college athlete, you, you're in a sport like volleyball where you're really good, right? Like you're, you're working out every day probably and doing practice to go into a sport like CrossFit and kind of be almost like, like not able to do one Mm -hmm. handstand pushup or one pull up or, you know, yeah how is that for you like does it I mean you're a very humble person so but but still like, like that does that hurt your ego a little bit or just oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, how do you handle that I mean how did you <laughs>
0: um it is definitely very humbling I think I just looked at it more as I'm getting better like it's good to it's good to be terrible at something because that means you have room to grow at something and room, like, room to learn, so it was just good, it was a humbling experience, and I don't know, I just love it, I love that it's challenging, and I love seeing people come in here, and they're so scared the first day, but then they just get addicted and love it, like, Mm -hmm. you just have to understand, you start to understand your own body, like, what you can do, what your limitations are, how to push yourself the right way, so...
1: You know, one of the things that I've always thought was great about you, Shelby, is from the first day you started CrossFit, which was kind of like you said, you started CrossFit because you wanted to work here, so Mm -hmm. I told you you needed to do CrossFit first. (laughs) But ever since then, even though you you became and you started private personal training and you had clients that you worked with, you know, even at Scott & White, you're helping people in their fitness, you always kept coming to classes and allowing yourself to get coached. Like you've always Mm -hmm. seen the value and being coached does that is that influence from you being an athlete and always having a coach that you just appreciated having coaches and crossfit or where do you is, yeah. you attribute that to um
0: i think so i think it comes from being an athlete but i, I think it also comes from my parents especially my dad just saying like because um, i used to take criticism kind of hard um, and being corrected kind of hard and just constantly they'd be like Whenever your coach stops talking to you, that's when you know they've given up on you. And so that's just how I look at everything now. Like boss, a CrossFit coach, a mentor, like anyone. If they stop trying to help me, then that means like I've done something to make them give up on me. So that's just kind of how I view it now.
1: It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I'm going <laughs> to help make sure, I make sure I tell Kate <laughs> that exact same thing. Um, and so in personal training, kind of shifting gears, what have you learned in, in doing that now for the last couple of years?
0: Um, I've learned that personal training is more about the person as a whole, like as far as their heart and their character and what's going on in their life. Not necessarily, um, always about if they're losing weight or reaching their goal. Um, cause I've built some really good friendships and relationships um, and it hasn't been all about just like I want to get this strong and I want to lose this much weight or I need to take this out of my diet it's more like how's life, like what's going on those are the conversations we have more of Um, and just like yesterday since I'm leaving I had lunch with Susan and she wrote me like the sweetest card and she got emotional this morning just like that shows that it's like way deeper than just the fitness part of it so that's what I've learned in personal training is that it's really about people, not the actual, I would say like fitness obviously is important, but yeah. not the actual result.
1: And when you went from personal training and you know, I know you continued to put personal training, but then you were kind of more so helping, uh, you know, we'll say a hospital or a corporate environment to get healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you say are some of the challenges that you faced in that environment?
0: That environment is completely different, um, and everything is offered free to employees. So we try to make it as easy as possible, but they're so busy, and then a lot of them don't even realize. Like, it's back to like kind of like what you learn in science with uh, stages of change. Like they just don't, they don't think they need any help, or they don't want to be involved in fitness, and so it's a lot harder. To get them interested, but um, when they would come to wellness coaching, it was about the same. Like they started to realize, like it was more about some emotional things and some like spiritual things or financial things, more than it really was about you know their diet or their exercise regimen. So that's we see a lot more of that emotional side.
1: What and what do you like when when people are listening to this right and they're kind of maybe in one of three places, right? Obviously, you've got, you know, what you're describing maybe in CrossFit and, you know, maybe in that setting at the hospital or in a personal training setting. Like, what would you say kind of like with your knowledge at this point, with your experience, like, um, what is the, uh, the path to somebody listening who's maybe not really wanting or not sure what they want, but they want to be healthy, but they're not. What, what, do they, what should they do?
0: Um... I think the best thing to do is just make a plan. If you really want to get involved, then you have to just go ahead and schedule. Like, okay, well, Wednesday, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to see, like, what it's about, what the people are about. I mean, that's the, I think the hardest thing is everyone's just like, well, I want this, but I never do it. And so it's just like, just do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Kind of have to want to start. And then action you know
0: yeah just taking action making that first step Mm
1: -hmm. and for you kind of talking about your personal fitness journey because you've been an athlete for so long soccer since you were five four years old and Mm -hmm. working out has never really been hard for you it's not been something that you have to like force yourself to do Mm -hmm. um do you see that kind of being heavily influenced by all that activity as a kid because you know that some people get burnt out from that and then they don't do anything but Mm -hmm. you've kind of done opposite you kind of like stayed in sports and then you continued in working out those Mm -hmm. two three years after college
0: um i think being active as a kid helped a lot and my parents helped us keep a good balance um i got burnt out but that's because you have to play club if you want to play college like that's just kind of a thing that's given, not because they made me do any of it. And so, like, they made... My parents made it fun. And uh, so, yes, I was active as a kid, but they never forced me into it. And then that kept me from getting burnt out and really, like, made me love sports and athletics and kind of was, like, a connection with my dad, too, you know? Like, hmm um, And then my mom, she's the screamer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean... I think I just, it's also just like, I don't know, my personality, I love it. But I would say I would contribute that to how we grew up.
1: And are you already thinking about, like, with this move, like, working out and, like, mm-hmm. where you're going to work out or how you're going to keep working out?
0: Yeah, so at first, well, Ken's actually going to be there <laughs> at my first week and we're going to... Oh,
1: Ken, another shout out. Yeah, another
0: <laughs> shout out. <laughs> we're going to try some boxes out. Um, But I probably will work out. We have like a garage gym, so probably work out there for like a week or two until I kind of figure out job stuff. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely want to go to a gym because I want to have community in that, like we do here.
1: Yeah, and just make sure, you know, it's just, it's so cool that that's like such a big part of your life. You know, like you wouldn't think of it of not working out. Like the idea of going and not Mm -hmm. working out is just not even a thought, right? I mean, you're gonna work out. Um, so what do the three, what are the words building better people mean to you? Like now that you've been a part of this gym, Mm -hmm. um, you've not only been a part of this gym as a as not a customer, but just as a member, as a part of the family, but you've also been a part of the staff, right? What, so what does those three words mean to you?
0: So I kind of touched on it a little bit, but, um, just, we focus so much more on who the person is and I mean I'll say as a member like as a member and as a coach when I come to cross I come to cross every day and part of the reason why I work out every day is not just up to me it's because I come and I want to see everyone that's here like everyone just makes everyone else's day so much better like it's such a stress reliever um and we we have the spiritual side of things here you know just uplifting and I know that I can trust the person next to me if I need to talk to someone and it's just like all together we really do build better people just because we're so loving like everyone is so loving here and I will miss that so
1: much (laughs) what do you like obviously the people listening to the podcast are the members and so, like, what are some, I know, you know, there's a, a going away party and just, you know, you've got a lot of people that maybe you won't get to hug their necks. So that's yeah. words my, my wife always says, I'm going to hug your neck. neck. So, you're not going to get to hug everybody's neck. But what is something that you would like to say to the gym or people listening that may not get officially a hug or a goodbye?
0: Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope I don't get emotional. Um, I just want to say thank you for loving me every day. Because when I come here, it makes my day so much better. <laughs> and I feel really loved.
1: <laughs> mm, well, I know that you've touched so many people's lives and, and just, the, just the joy you bring to like the gym and the, and the community. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> that are going to miss you. But we're definitely going to keep up with you. Um, And and I guess kind of the last thing that I'd like to close the podcast out, because I know that nobody can see you, but Shelby doesn't ever cry, but she is slightly emotional, um, is, you know, I think there's an athlete out there, a Shelby at 18, who loves to play sports, you know, but maybe is feeling a little bit burnt out, you know, and, and maybe even thinking about quitting. and. Um, what would you tell that person Like, if they even have the opportunity to play sports? Or even just, um, they might not even be seniors in high school. They could be you know, mm-hmm. freshmen, And but you know, it gets hard. You know? yeah. I, I don't know because I didn't play to the level of you, but I, can, I know that, that there's challenges that we face in our life, whether we're building a, a business, whether we're in a marriage, or whether we're a high school volleyball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and quitting is always an option you know, but obviously you you thought twice, mm-hmm. changed your mind, yes. kind of reversed <laughs> engineered planning <Got>
0: lucky. <laughs> and
1: ended up, you know, uh, able to go play for four years. So mm-hmm. I think that bring that gives you a unique perspective, right? So what would you tell that young athlete?
0: Oh, that's kind of our hard question. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we just You want to be committed to anything you do. Like, you don't want to miss practice. You don't want to miss tournaments. Um, But if you need a break, like, take a break, even if it's just for a day um, because you never know how much that could help later on. Um, And then just... I think it's all just a mental aspect because I think maybe one thing that just burned me out was constantly, like I said, I used to not take criticism very well, was just constantly being corrected or... um, just having to do things, but if you really love it, like you just gotta keep a positive attitude and know that everyone who's theres they're not out to get you. They wanna make you better um, as an athlete, like in your skills and as a person. And so if you're just feeling a little bit burnt out, I mean, you can always have conversations with your coach if it's something with your coach, um, or a conversation with your parents, but just maybe take like a one day break and try it. but just really think about um, why you're doing what you're doing. Like, are you doing it because someone's forcing you and is that why you're burnout, or Or you just burnout out because you're constantly practicing but you know that you love this sport. Um, and that'll keep you going. If you have a passion for it, keep going.
1: <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.